What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of AFK Discussions. It's your boy, Ty. And as always, I'm joined by my boy, Jason. What's up, buddy? What up, man? Hey, uh, it's been a, a crazy week, you know, leading up to uh, Easter. Um, Easter's one of those holidays that uh, gets me going because, you know, if you're a Christian, this is kind of like the Super Bowl of, you know, all Christian holidays. And uh, <laughs> I'm just really excited about it. Yeah, our church is doing uh, two services on Sunday, but I have seen um, quite a few churches um, just like driving through town whose services, they're doing like four services. I think Foothills, uh, I think it's Foothills Church of God. I think there's a, there's like, it, it's like a semi mega church, like right outside of my neighborhood. Yeah. And I think they're doing four different services. That's crazy. Uh, which is crazy. So, I totally, totally get that. We always go to the early service, though. Yeah. That way, when everybody else uh, goes to the 11 o'clock service, we can all go get a comfortable lunch. So, Yeah, I feel that 100%. So I used to uh, be a part of a church plant. And uh, back in the day when it was first starting, you know, you have to load in. You rent a space, and you load all the equipment in every morning. And you mm -hmm. unload it when church is over. Man, mm -hmm. uh, it was so hectic. So. On uh, Easter, it was extra hectic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, um, my church, um, Hope Unlimited, used to rent out uh, the the Regal Pinnacle in Turkey Creek okay. every Sunday. So I was never part of the team that helped load and unload everything um, for like praise and worship team and things like that. But um, definitely those people worked very, very hard during those times for sure. Yeah, yeah. So um, I want to start off by saying, guys, um, if you haven't yet, go to Instagram and look up AFK Discussions, and please give us a follow on there. It would be awesome for us to be able to talk to you guys. Um, you can find out more about what's going on in the show, and you know, just you know, hit us up, chat with us on there. Also, we have an email address, afkdiscussions at gmail.com. Hit us up on there, just say, hey, what up, guys? If you have a story... I think it would be awesome to read you guys' stories on the air. I think that would be just some, a new dynamic of the show that could be really cool. So if you have something interesting, like something that happened to you, maybe, you know, maybe you had breakfast with Bigfoot in a forest. I mean, that would be awesome. Maybe just, you know, write a short story about it. Um, I'd, I want it to be truthful. Don't, don't just make up a story like a creepypasta or something. But uh, that would be something cool we could uh, kind of do on here. I'll just test the waters of this. Um, I haven't talked to Ty about it. I kind of mentioned something about it last week, and it's been storing in my brain. Um, I just thought it could be a cool dynamic to get you guys, the listeners, involved with the show. Um, but um, also, I'd like to give a shout-out to Reaper Apparel. They've been with us in day one, since day one, and uh, they're an awesome company. So if you go check out ReaperApparel.com, use discount code AFKDiscussions, you can get 15% off. They've upped it from 10 to 15%, so you get a little bit more off your orders now. Um, I have an awesome hat. If you see any pictures on Instagram, I'm always wearing the hat because it is epic and I love it. So, uh, yeah, check out reaperparallel.com and, uh, you know, thanks you guys for listening to the show and, um, Ty, what do you think, man? Is there anything I missed? I don't think so guys, but you know, 15% is kind of huge. I just want to kind of point out that like, and me, me and Jason were actually talking about this before the podcast, like, um, inflation and, and, just the prices of pretty much everything right now is is really crazy so you guys going and supporting um businesses 
uh, especially businesses that support us, um, is a huge deal because we know that every dollar counts right now, guys, especially if you have kids, if you own a home. Um, so we really appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. So, guys, uh, tonight we're going to be talking about biblical archaeology. And um, I want to say some prefaces real quick by saying, um, you know, we talk about a lot of supernatural stuff and a lot of people like, oh, the Bible, blah, you know. It's not supernatural, and actually, the Bible is very supernatural. It's like, a, as I heard one person describe it as the guidebook to the supernatural, because pretty much angels, demons, witches, uh, spirits, uh, people walking on water, I mean, it's, it's all in there. Like, the future, I mean, it, it's, you know, it's in there. Everything supernatural is pretty much in the Bible. Um, there's a talking donkey in there. I mean, that's, you know, how much more supernatural can you get than a talking donkey? So, um, you know, I'm not going to be, you know, telling everybody what to believe. I'm not going to be, as they say, a proselytizing you um, to come to the Christian faith. But I just want to tell you some things that have found been found uh, across the world that uh, kind of supports the Bible. And uh, leading up to Easter, I think this is kind of an awesome, perfect time to talk about something like this, and um, we'll get back to some other stuff not biblically <laughs> soon, uh, you know, werewolves and all that good stuff that you guys love, um, but, you know, this is kind of my time to talk about, you know, something that's near and dear, dear to my heart, so, um, okay, let's get started, man. So, Ty, have you ever heard of Ron Wyatt? No. No. Not many people have. So, um, he's... He's uh, pretty famous um, without being known. <laughs> um, Sounds pretty famous because I've never heard of him. I know, but I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy to think about this guy because he has found some of the most ridiculous um, finds in modern history that um, has gone un unnoticed because... Um, if I mean the people out there who are not Christian are not going to be aware of this, but to us Christians, we know that sometimes when things like came out, come out that you know maybe the Bible's true, that um, you know science kind of sweeps stuff under the rug and it doesn't get in headline news, and um, you know because you know a lot of people don't want people to know that you know things have been found that could support the Bible because a lot of people don't believe in the Bible. But, uh, yeah, so uh, back in the 70s, um, Ron White, he was a, a nurse, and um, I, I don't know exactly what. He did something else in the medical field, but um, he saw this sidelight image uh, from Turkey that showed a boat-shaped object in the mountains of Ararat. And so in the Bible, the biblical account of Noah, it says that, that when the flood receded, that the ark rested in the mountains of Ararat. It didn't say on Mount Ararat, because a lot of people have looked there. They're like, oh, it's not on the mountain. We, there's no evidence. But in the valley just below the mountain of Ararat, in the mountains, because it's a mountain chain, there's this boat-shaped object. So Ron went, and I think he took his two sons, and they went to Turkey, and they um, they went looking for this ark. So the first thing they found was a giant stone with a hole cut in it 
is called a anchor stone. So these stones, what they would use in, in big, huge boats. So I'm not big on nautical things. So if I get something wrong, you know, forgive me and uh, feel free to correct me. Send me a message on Instagram telling me how wrong I was. <laughs> but also follow us if you're going to do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, they used to hang, they used these stones to hang over the side of the boat to kind of level it out, you know, in waves and stuff. Um, and I think they could lower them and raise them according to, you know, the tilt of the boat to make it, you know, even. Um, so they found one of these giant stones and then they uh, found the remnants of a settlement. Um, and then they found the ark itself. It is huge. And I think it's, I'm not, I'm going to misquote this because I don't have it right in front of me, but it is 500 feet long. I'm pretty sure is what the measurements were, but um, it is the exact cubit length. The cubit in, um, referred to in the Bible is the exact length as this ark. So, I mean, the dimensions in the Bible and the dimensions this vessel is is exactly the same dimensions and also so i mean this is giant boat shaped object yes so they took and they scanned this object and they found that there's compartments in it there's timbers it's definitely a boat it's not just a boat shaped object and so the turkish government and I think it was 1982 or 83, um, recognized this discovery, and they made a center, a visitor center for the Ark. And also, um, during the ceremony, they asked Ron to scan the surface again. So they, he scanned the surface, and they, they found a timber, and they dug down, and they pulled out this petrified piece of wood, and they cut it and cross-sectioned it, and it shows that it is wood, manufactured wood, which was manufactured from um, different pieces of wood and pitch, which pitch is made from uh, sap from some tree. I can't remember what tree it is, but it was pretty much pressed wood together, man-made, and um, to prove that this is actually a structure and it's actually man-made, it's not just a natural formation, which is, is, is crazy to think because I know... Um, you know, with everyone trying to discount the Bible, and this is not fake. This is just saying the Bible's fake, and these are just stories made up by people. Um, when you have something this big of an evidence, I mean, it's kind of uh, it's mind-boggling to think about. Um, I mean, what do you, what do you think about this, dude? I think that it raises more questions than answers. So, for me, Noah's Ark has always been a I don't want to say a sore spot for me, but it's it's really been a spot where I've wanted to ask questions. Yeah. Um. And, and I feel like in in some Christian circles, you're kind of discouraged to ask questions, and then some you're encouraged to ask certain questions, and you know, not others. Um. And, and I know, like, depending on the nomination of Christianity that you're a part of, um, some Christians are very strict, some are not as strict. Um. And, and and I know that some Christians believe that the world is like 2000 years old. Right. Um, and, and my question has always been with Noah's Ark is 
there's there's a few questions. So let me let me I'll lay them out and, and we can kind of sort of go through them and talk more about the arc itself. Okay. So first first question for me is does Noah's arc predate the first ice age? So right? yeah, I know what you're saying. Like if so, right? If it predated the first ice age, then there would be some semblance of dinosaurs. Okay, so I can answer that here in a second. Yeah. Um, second question is, let's let's the the next question that I have is, the ark is only so big, so it can only hold so many creatures, animals, species, things like that. Yeah. Um, then does that mean that there's some truth to Darwin's theory of evolution? Because the animals that came from the ark, when they left the ark, they uh, procreated, reproduced, evolved into different species of animals dependent on the region in which the animals decided to settle in. I have answered that too. Um, and the, the last question I have is um, the location that, that Noah's Ark settled in, which is called, remind me of the name, I'm sorry. Ararat. Ararat. Where where is that in the world? It's in Turkey. Is that in Turkey? Yes. Okay. And where in relation is that compared to where uh, Noah's Ark was when the flood happened? No one knows where the like Garden of Eden and area that area was. It could have been anywhere. Uh-huh. Interesting. All right. So let's. I, I want to run through some of these questions, and okay. then I want to. I want to talk about area. I want to talk about where Noah's Ark was found. Um, and, I, and I want to talk about the people who found it. Hey, guys, just real quick. So this is just the tip of the iceberg. I know it, in my uh, post on Instagram, we will get into the Lost Ark of the Covenant, too. This is a different arc. So just putting that out there. Okay, we're getting there. Okay, go ahead, man. No, no, no. So let's, let's go back to the first question, then. Um, does Noah's, does the, the flood... Uh, and Noah's Ark predate the Ice Age? If so, why were there no dinosaurs? Okay. So, the Ice Age. I am not a scientist. Let me preface by saying this. This is speculation from, from me, right? And also some things I've heard from creationists, which if you don't know what a creationist, creationist is, they have a, you know, God created the Earth worldview. And there's different theories of creation. This is just one theory that makes a lot of sense to me. Okay, so Ice Age. I don't know 100% about the Ice Age, but there's a possibility that there was no Ice Age, right? Dinosaurs lived with man and were killed in the flood with the rest of the human population. So, like, there was only... Because, okay, so, God created the Earth, Adam and Eve, they populated, it got real bad. People killing people, worshiping other gods. God said, I've had enough of this, I'm killing everybody. Noah, his family, you guys are good. Build an ark. They built the ark. God flooded the world, and only... Seven people remained in all the animals in the boat, right? Yeah. So, the Great Flood, all the evidence of the Ice Age could come from the flooding. Like, you know, the million years of 
Like the, if you imagine floodwaters, giant floodwaters waves hitting land and carving stuff out. Um, you know, water is very powerful. Imagine like a, you know, if you have a, um, what are they called? The things you clean with the power washers. Pressure um, washer? Yeah, pressure washers. Imagine like hitting dirt with that and carving water, you know, carving canyons out and stuff like that. This water, you know, a huge flood rushing in really fast, you know, could carve water. I mean, carve stone and rock and, you know, like that. Um, real quick. Um, there's more, there's more details about that. I don't know offhand. There's like actually scientific stuff, stuff to back the, um, these theories, but I, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm stupid. I don't know. I'm just a dude. I'm not a scientist. (laughs) Um, so floods, dinosaurs die. Um, and some dinosaurs probably went on the ark. I'm not sure. Because, you know, there is legends of dragons. And um, I, I think that comes from somewhere. It does, you know, um, I think dragons were a real thing. Um, may have not been actual dragons. They may have been dinosaurs. And they just went extinct after the fact. But um, they could have been on the Ark. I mean, the Ark was huge. Um, but they probably, you know, the one thing, the one theory I heard which best described how they got all the animals on the Ark was they didn't take full-grown animals. They took babies. Mm. They take babies, you don't need that much space. You get, need less space, you know. Sure. Um, so, um, did, I, did I get to everything, I think, there? <laughs> That's uh, just... So, second question. So, let's talk about the second, okay. the second, the second question. Second question is um, Darwin's theory of evolution. Do you think that there's some truth to Darwin's theory of evolution um, because obviously creationists don't believe in, not, I would say not all do at least uh, believe in this theory. Um, but what about the animals when they got off the ark? Do you think there was some semblance of evolution based on uh, the location the animals decided to settle in after they left the ark? Um, if not, then l- l- let's go, let's go with that first okay. and then we'll get with the, uh, if not. Okay. Okay. So there's micro evolution. And then there's macroevolution, right? Mm-hmm. So I always get them backwards. I am dyslexic, so I am not going to say which one is which. But I would. <laughs> so there, there's two sides, right? So one of them means that a monkey can become a human, right? Sure. And the other one is a monkey. One monkey can become all species of monkeys, right? That's the difference between micro and macroevolution. So they wouldn't have to take every dog, wolf, anything in the dog family, right? They would sure. just take maybe probably the ancestor was a dire wolf, right? Mm-hmm. They took two dire wolves. Those dire wolves bred and they adapted to their environments and became different kind different breeds of wolves come came from two wolves. You know, not in you know, that's that we see that happening today. You can take a pug and a, a poodle and have a, a pug a poodle or pug doodle, something, you know? Um, so that kind of evolution happens. We can still see it happening today. But what we have never witnessed and no one has ever witnessed is, say, a alligator becoming an elephant, you know? That's a completely different type of evolution. 
it cannot it still cannot be proven it's still just theory because no one's witnessed it actually happening you understand sure yeah do you believe that's possible what from a ape to a human sure yeah Mac- macro evolution so what i believe is i believe god created man and woman like from the dirt sure. so i don't believe that a monkey you know we evolved from an amoeba to a um a lizard to a monkey to a human you know i don't believe that okay well let's not take it that extreme then do you believe that a uh i don't know let's let's use a different example okay um let's say not a monkey to a man let's say um but you believe obviously you believe a wolf can become you know a dog all the way down to a pug yeah um so that leads me into my next question this is kind of contradictory to what we kind of talk about on the show from time to time does that mean there were bigfoots on the ark so no okay here okay. we go well, yeah, let's get into it then. Okay, we're getting. I thought you said you wanted you didn't want this show to be over two hours. <laughs> let's get into this, dude. I want to get into this. All right, all right. So, in Genesis, and also if you go back, there's a ex- extra biblical book or non canonical book um, called the Book of Enoch, also called the Book of Giants. Um, it's actually referenced in the Bible. But it, they decided when whoever made the Bible, uh, I can't remember what the, who made the Bible or who put it together. I'm trying to remember what his name is. Guys, check me on this. I can't remember off the top of my head. There was a council that got together and decided we're going to put these books in the Bible and these books are not going to be in the Bible, pretty much. So it's one of the books that was left out, but it is referenced in the Bible. Okay. So, there were giants in the earth in those days. That's what it says in the Bible in Genesis. When the sons of men, or sons of God, laid with the daughters of men, they begot men of old, men of renowned. That's what the verse says. I'm paraphrasing. So, so that is a cross species between angel-human hybrids, okay? Sure. Which are called Nephilim. So these are, you know, genetic abnormalities? I can't talk. Abnormalities? (laughs) Yes, that word. So, um, I mean, they could, I mean, no one knows why they look like they don't, they're not described, but we do know they were really large, you know, like, 10, 15 feet tall, like creatures, right? Mm-hmm. So the flood wiped those guys out. Boom, because they were abominations, right? Okay. So after the flood, there was a second incursion of angels that came down on Mount Hermon and also did the same thing with women and created another race of giants, which is where we get Goliath in the Bible. And also... um there's talk, like, um, there's a book, old book. It's not not biblical. It's um, Gilgamesh, the um, the story of Gilgamesh. So Gilgamesh was a giant, also, um, which is um, a lot of people think that 
that story's true. A lot of people think it's not true, but I mean, it, it's, it's, it's. You should read it sometime. It's good. Um, but so there's giants in the days, and also in in Genesis, it also said there was giants in the days, and also after that. So I mean, they're talking about um, a race of giants that existed, and also if um, you read Exodus, um, whenever Moses is leading the Israel and the people of uh, the um, Israelites to the promised land. When they get to the promised land, they're like, oh, you know, we can't go in there. There's giants. And so they go and God just like, go and, you know, you can take the, the you know, promised land back. And they go and fight. Anyways, so there's giants throughout the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. And so if if these giants are still existing um i mean bigfoot is i mean an, an angel hybrid i think bigfoot would would definitely fit in that category so and that to me that that says that um either there's giants like hiding out in the woods in america or somewhere you know since the flood right <laughs> Mm-hmm. Which there's legends in Iraq about um, giants living in the caves. Um, there, like all the people in Iraq know, or Afga- is it Afghanistan? I think it's Afghanistan. Um, know the, about these giants? They call call them redhead giants um, living in the caves, in the mountains, and um, also, I mean, even if say there's no giants that survived. Um, who's to say that, you know, angels couldn't, like fallen angels couldn't procreate again like they did in the biblical days and create these Nephilim again, right? Because one thing, um, so there's uh, this thing called the, was it Bigfoot Genome Project? And they had uh, DNA evidence, and so they went and they did a blind study with all these different universities, and they sent these these samples out, and all of them came back uh, with the same thing. It said DNA on the mitochondrial DNA, which is the mother's side, was human, but the rest of the DNA was unknown. Like there's like completely unknown on the DNA records. So human and unknown. So what is the unknown? Unknown could be angels. I don't know. I'm just saying that's what the DNA study said. So that's, that's my, that's my long winded rambly answer to what I think. (laughs) So do you think that that's applicable to all folklore creatures such as Wendigo and werewolves and vampires? So yes, because it also says, I think in the book of giants that these angels um, also sinned against all the creatures which meant they were um, doing, like, gene manipulation, like creating chimeras. Um, yeah, you have to look at the Book of Giants. It's it's really good. It's very interesting. I don't know if it's... Um, I mean, I think it's, I think it's a worthy read because um, I think it, it, it should be part of the Bible if it's referenced in the Bible. But it talks about all this, about how... Um, Enoch was talking to the giants and about um I, I don't 
it's been a while since I've read it, so I don't want to misquote anything. Um, essentially, they're talking about gene manipulation um, of animals, and it's it's pretty crazy. Um, but, I mean, you could get your dog man there. You could get whatever. Also, if you think about it, um, who's to say that, you know, our um, powers that be in the world doesn't know this technology and are manipulating genes to make, you know, killing machines for weapons. And, you know, one of these things escaped out of a lab and is prowling the woods, and that's where you get your, your dog man, you know, or whatever. Um, who knows? I mean, there's, there's, gosh, so many theories. So, Well, assuming that your theory is correct, what if we are the children of Nephilim, right? What if we are not what God actually looks like? So, um, I don't, I don't think how do you, how do you prove, well, how do you prove that though? Right? Like that's, that's, that's kind of where I'm getting caught up. Right. That's, that's the, the quandary or the crux of the whole thing is like, how do we know that we are what God looks like? Right. Cause in the Bible it says we are made in God's image. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, but who's to say that we doesn't refer to a different subspecies of human beings that looked more ape-like and we are the children of them. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> so, um, if you believe the Bible and God wiped out all the impurities and then Noah started back over, right, then we would come from, from Noah, right, from his gen uh, generations, from him and mm -hmm. his family. Um, which but you said the Nephilim re reseeded the earth after the purge, right? Yeah. yeah. Isn't that what you uh, said? Uh, yeah, I'm getting there. Oh, okay, go, go, yeah, go yeah. ahead. Sorry so, to interrupt you. Go ahead. So we would come from there, right? From mm -hmm. Noah's um, lineage. So th this is where it gets, where a lot of people get like um, weirded out because Tiffany and I just went through this and we got weirded out, right? <laughs> so there is a RH factor of blood which is the negative, RH negative blood type, which is um, people, they don't really know where it, it came from necessarily. And it's a very rare blood type. Tiffany has RH negative blood. And um, there's a lot of theories that that is a, um, a Nephilim bloodline. So there's that. So Tiffany isn't made in the image of God. No, that's not possibly. Negative. Possibly, just because you have Rh negative doesn't mean you're not in the image of God. I'm just saying you're saying if that if it's possible that it's a Nephilim strand of DNA. Yeah, but there's then also, that means she wouldn't be made in the image of God. Yeah, but it's not the image. You're still in the image of God if you because even because um, they would still come from the womb of a human, right? And the mother, you know, controls most of the, the, what the baby looks like or what, you know, I don't know all the scientific stuff. Um, but also, even if there's still, you know, after when, when Jesus died on the cross, he filled in a lot of gaps there. If you believe in, in Jesus, then you're covered by the blood and you're washed of all your sins. So it wouldn't matter anyways what blood type you are. 
Interesting. All right. Let's talk about the Ark and where it was found now. Okay. So, saying the Ark was discovered in 1980s? Um, it was actually in the 70s. It, would, it was recognized by Turkey in 1983, I think. Okay. Found in the 70s. Yep. How come the, this was never discovered prior, do you think? Well, I mean, it was a satellite image, right? It, I mean, if you look at it, um, I mean, it, it looks like a boat-shaped object, but I mean, it also, I mean, you could be like, eh, I don't know, you know, it, it's probably just a rock formation, you know? Um, but, you know, it took someone to actually look at it and say, I think that's a boat, and actually go there and investigate to, to figure it out, right? Because they found it whenever we first put up satellites that could take pictures. That's how it was found. Yeah. And when you walk okay. up when you walk up on it, I mean it's not gonna look like a boat unless you're seeing it from like a bird's eye view. Yeah, but still the formation would have been so strange. And that's kind of and that's here's another here's another uh you know crux that I have with the story of Noah's Ark. Um Let's say they landed in the Ararat Mountains. Is that right? Ararat. Ararat. Sorry. Ararat Mountains. Um, let's say they exit the, the Ark. Yep. And they go, all right, time to repopulate the Earth. Nobody knows that it was there. Noah never told anyone. Noah's children and Noah's grandchildren and Noah's gr- children's children's children never said anything. Oh, no. They knew it was there. People knew it was there. Back in the day, I mean, it just you know. But over what time, do you think? Well, I guess, I guess that's what I'm. That's I guess where my question is: How long do you think it took for them to forget where the ark was until 1970 when it was uh, discovered? Um, I mean, I don't. I mean, I think Josephus wrote about it, the Jewish historian. When was that? Um, gosh. I don't, I'd have to look it up. Testing his knowledge. It, uh, let's see, Josephus was, it was probably the 1800s. Um, uh, Josephus, I don't even know how to spell Josephus. Um, but yeah, he, so do you know who Josephus is anyways? I do not. Okay, so he was a Jew, Jewish historian. Um, and he he like wrote a lot about um you know just like the biblical stuff that was going on. He could still see it in those days, and he was you know chronologically like writing it down so people wouldn't forget, right? Okay. Um, I'm trying to find like when he wrote. His, if my, if my wife was here, she would be able to tell me everything, but I am not that good at remembering dates. So, Josephus just he it was a long time ago, right? It wasn't in the twentieth century, right? So, um, seventeen eighteen hundreds probably, maybe even longer than that. um, Okay, is when he wrote it, wrote about it. Okay, and this is just an additional question, last one, and then we'll move on to our our next um 
biblical or archaeological discovery um, of the 20th century or the 21st century, either one. Um, and, and and I'm I, I I'm familiar with the story of Noah's Ark, but I don't know all of the finer details around the story. So this is my last question: um, When the ark landed, yeah, where where did all the water go? Does the Bible say that God took back the flood, or so the waters receded, and that's what you know? Okay, so you you have to kind of imagine, right? Sure. The earth had water, but it wasn't a huge amount, right? Most of the water was inside the earth. And you got to think where our oceans are now, they, it didn't, the land didn't look like that, right? Which also, this, this kind of explains Atlantis of why, but didn't, didn't, why it didn't disappeared. In, huh? Genesis chapter 1, it says that God was on the face of the water? Yeah, he created the earth on, on the water, yeah. which I'm getting to that. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry to interrupt you. Let's let's keep rolling. Okay. So it had never rained ever until it flooded, right? So there was a firmament, which in Genesis I, I'm I don't have the Bible open in front of me, so it's like God, you know, created the earth, he put the firmament separated the waters uh, above the firmament from the waters below the firmament. So there's a, I mean, there's, there's a lot of speculation. The firmament was, a lot of people think it was an ice, ice sheet that covered the earth, like around the earth. Like imagine where our, um, I guess our atmosphere is now. That was a solid sheet of ice. Imagine that, right? Covering the earth. And that was waters above the firmament. And then waters below the firmament was the ones on the earth, right? Like where the land was. So when the, wood, when the flood came, the waters above the ice broke up and it turned to water because, you know, whenever it falls down, it's going to start melting in the atmosphere and it comes down and it starts raining. Um, and then it also says the fountains of the deep broke open, which the fountains of the deep is the water under the earth broke open and came up. So you got water coming down, water coming up, and it's all flooding the earth, right? Which... Even today, there's, they found water under the crust of the earth. Um, it was a recent find, actually. Um, I, don't, I, I don't have it in front of me, so I can't quote it. I keep saying that, but I don't have it in front of me, so don't quote me on that. But some recent times, they found waters underneath the crust of the earth. Um, so anyways, whenever it filled up the earth, um, it receded back, I guess, into its place, and... Um, you know, the higher places were left, and then, you know, the water receded back into the earth, um, and then, you know, some stayed where, where you know, the oceans are today, and some covered the, uh, like, some, I mean, a lot of land, because, you mean, you can, people go diving all the time and, and find, like, roads and stuff under the ocean. Um, for one, Bimini Road in uh, the Bahamas is one, it's a giant road just under the earth. I mean, under the ocean. It goes on for miles. Also, the legend of Atlantis, I mean, giant civilization just swallowed up by water. Some of these places, you know, did not make it after the flood. The waters didn't recede far enough down. It, it still covered their civilizations. 
So that's that's the short answer. Okay. Oh, the medium answer. Yeah, medium answer. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> that makes sense. That makes sense. All right. So what what's our next uh, biblical biblical archaeology archaeological? Gosh, neither of us can talk about it. What is happening right now? I know, right. Um, what what's the next site? What what's our next? Where, where's our next stop? Okay, so um, all this is leading up because I'm trying to set set you up to know who Ron Wyatt is and the stuff he's discovered. So the next thing he discovered was, I don't know if, are you familiar with the story of Exodus? Let's assume I'm not. Okay. So the, the, the Jewish people were um, enslaved in, in, in um, Egypt for a long time, right? So um, Moses was, you know, a little baby. They put him in the river, and he was found by Pharaoh's wife, and she brought him in and took him in and raised her as her own son. And Pharaoh, um, you know, he was set up to be the next, the prince of Egypt. Um, and then he saw a, a Egyptian guard, um, like beating up a Jewish um, or an Israeli person, a Jewish person, and so he uh, he killed the the guard, and so Moses was exiled. Uh, well, he actually ran away from Egypt and like exiled himself, and then God told him to go back and set his people free. So he went back and you know told uh, told Pharaoh, "Let my people go." And Pharaoh said no, so he, they, you know, God sent all these plagues upon Egypt, and um, finally, after all these plagues, uh, Pharaoh said, take them and go. So Moses took all of the, you know, remnant, and they left, um, heading out away from Egypt towards the promised land, which was a land that um, had been promised to the people. So that's the story of the exodus in short of how they got out of Egypt, right? So now they're moving along and they're going towards um, the Red Sea and it's pretty much incrossable. So they, uh, <laughs> so Pharaoh's like, okay, I changed my mind, go and kill all these people. So he sends all of his chariots and horses and all of his guards to go and, um, kill these people because, you know, they, uh, you know, he, he changed his mind. He's like, no, I'm not having you. I don't need my slaves back. Right. So they get there and to the Red Sea and uh, God tells Moses to raise his staff up and he would cause the sea to part and they would walk through on dry land. Right. So here comes Pharaoh's chariots and stuff. So here the people of God are going through this dry land and there's, you got to imagine there's, you know, hundreds of feet of water on each side, and they're going through, and um, Pharaoh's chasing them, and here they come. They're going through the dry land, chasing them. So the people of God go through, and they get back on the other side. When they get through the other side, um, Moses takes his hands down, and the waters come in and flood and kill uh, Pharaoh's chariots and horses and everyone, right? So... People were like, oh, that you know, that couldn't happen. So let's say it could happen the Reed Sea. The Reed Sea, not the Red Sea. So the Reed Sea is only 
about a few feet deep, right? I mean, if God parted the Reed Sea, that's not, I mean, that's not really some great miracle, right? <laughs> to part a few feet of water. But if you parted the Red Sea, hundreds of feet of water, that's, that's pretty miraculous, right? So, Ron Wyatt, he, um, he said God told him to go check out this certain area. So they go down, and they're looking at this area. There's like a beachfront. There's only one area that's like a beach. And then um, he notices like when he's flying over in a plane, like ex um, um, surveying the area, that um, the water's shallower in one area. So they land, and they drive over there, and they discover that there's a natural land bridge in this one part of the Red Sea. So it's actually called the Gulf of Aqaba, and it's back in the day, it was all called the Red Sea, but now they've changed the name. So this is the Gulf of Aqaba, which is still part of the Red Sea. Um, so he goes there, and he finds this natural land bridge, which is still like hundreds, you know, would still be like about 100 feet of water, like imagine like a three-story building, right? Um, so they decided to dive down and, you know, see what, it, what was there. So they got on their diving gear. They go and they dive and they, they're swimming around. And they're like, oh, look at these uh, formations here that are, um, you know, it's, it looks awfully a lot like a chariot wheel. So they swim over and they um, see all these remnants of chariots on the ground. And um, they're like, this is crazy, you know. I mean, look, I mean, this is like 100% proof. And also, not only did they find chariots, they also found horse hooves down there, which, you know, are, horse hooves are like our fingernails. They don't really, you know, over thousands of years, it's still going to be there. Um, so, I mean, that's crazy. I mean, they found like, I mean, obviously the wood is rotted away, but they found the metal parts to the um, chariots. They found chariot wheels. They found gold-crusted chariot wheels also um which are like for their the more like captains of the guard or whatever would have the all metal gold um chariot wheels um they found human remains down there it's crazy they took um metal detectors down there and they and they scanned it and they're like yeah this is definitely metal um and it, it's crazy i mean if you you guys if you just do a search for um Red Sea crossing and Ron White, you'll you'll see the pictures. It's 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 awe inspiring to see this because I mean it's just another. I mean there's there's no way. I mean why would a bunch of chariots be in the middle of this area? There, I mean there's no reason for it. Not only just chariots, they're Egyptian chariots, and this is pretty far away from Egypt. So it's it's pretty crazy. So was this discovery made? Before or after the discovery of Noah's Ark? It's after. After. So did he say, you know what? I found Noah's Ark. Let's go see if I can find it. Is that, is that the, like the premise of his exploration, looking for these archaeological sites? Well, he said um, he was told by God to go find these sites to strengthen people's faith. Interesting. So... And and correct me if I if I'm misunderstanding the story. So in the story, you're saying that, I, 
By the way, the story of Exodus is like one of the most famous stories in the Bible. You know, Moses talking to the burning bush and not wanting to follow God's wishes uh, and lead the people out of Egypt. Um, one of my favorite stories in the Bible, honestly. Um, but are you saying that Moses didn't part the Red Sea, that they actually crossed a land bridge? No, no. So they're... There's a land bridge, but it's just not thousands of feet deep like the rest of the Red Sea. Mm. It's only hundreds of feet deep, right? And it's flat. Um, I think on the documentary I watched, it said, this is the crazy part. It says it's a natural ramp down and then back up to the other side. And if you took it to um, any, like the world... Um, they have like a tolerance, a guide for, um, wheelchair ramps, mm -hmm. the angle it has to be at. If you took the angles on this and you put it in the parameters, it would be the exact same as the international, um, guidance for a wheelchair ramp. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. So were they able to predate some of the, the materials that they discovered? Or I say predate. That was, that was the wrong expression. Like carbon, uh, carbon they, date? Carbon date. That's what I mean. Were they, were they able to for sure say, okay, this looks like it would be about that time period? So they have not because um, there's a huge sign right there because this is in Saudi Arabia. And it okay. says... Um, you are not allowed to take anything from the sea. They've been trying to get it, but they, Saudi Arabia won't let them excavate at all. Um, but there is, I mean, it is, from what they can see, it is the style of the chariot wheels from Egypt. You know, they're, you know, in that, That's... you know, what they look like. If you can go to a museum in, in Egypt and look at the chariot wheel and go there, they're exactly the same. I wonder why Saudi Arabia, Arabia wouldn't let people take that sort of thing. Because I would assume that uh, there the main religion is... Uh, it's Islam. Yeah, Islam, right? Yeah. Maybe they don't want to strengthen the Christian faith, I guess? Well, I'm, I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. That, hmm... Again, this raises more questions than gives me answers. Okay, so let's continue along with this. Okay. So the Exodus didn't stop there, right? Yep. So um, the promised land, the promised land is Israel, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Let's keep let's keep rolling. So if you keep on going the route that they went, so they um, went to the Mount Mount Sinai. Um, is it Mount Sinai? I want to say, yeah, Mount Sinai. So um, that's where uh, Moses goes up and he gets the uh, Ten Commandments. And the Bible describes Mount Sinai as being covered in like flames uh, at the top. And so there is, um, if you read like maps and stuff, it says Mount Sinai is somewhere else, right? Close to the other crossing that they think, the Reed Sea. Um, but if you look in uh, Saudi Arabia, there is another one. It's I can, I'm not going to pronounce this, guys. I'm not going to pronounce this right. Um, English and bad English is the only two languages that I speak. It's something like Jebel Allah. Um, it means mountain of laws. 
which mean, you know, Ten Commandments, laws that, um, you know, God gave Moses. So that's what the mountain is called in Saudi Arabia. So um, if you go there, the top of the mountain is black like it's been burned, right? Also, when Moses was up in the Ten Commandments, the people kind of went crazy and started worshiping cows and stuff and golden altars. And if you go there, there's like cows carved in the walls and like um, graffiti of people worshiping cows and um, I think other like paintings and like, uh, I don't, I guess, I guess it would be hieroglyphs. I don't know if they did Paleo-Hebrew was the language they were, written language, I don't know. Um, but anyways, there's written language there also to kind of go along with this. Jason, I think we lost you. Nope, I'm here. Oh, there he is. Uh, you didn't lose me. I was here the whole time. <laughs> oh, well, I lost you on my end. Okay, I'm still here. So um, what what did you hear last? Uh, the, so you were talking about Paleolithic? Yeah, so, um, yeah, Paleo-Hebrew um, language. I don't know if that was exactly what was written or if it was the Egyptian hieroglyphs, but there was, there was language there. Um, also, uh, if, you know, the story goes, you know, that, you know, the Israeli people or the, the Jewish people, um, they were like, you know, we're thirsty, we don't have enough water. So, you know, God told Moses to strike the rock and, you know, it's, the rock split open and, and water gushed out of, the, out of the rock, right? You know, that part of Exodus. Mm-hmm. Um, so they found a rock that split open and there's definitely, like, you can see where a uh, river ran from it. And, but there's no riverbed on the opposite side, just on the one side coming out of the rock. They found that, which is crazy. <laughs> is it a river or is it more like a creek? It's probably more like a creek. Oh, okay. But I mean, it's... Yeah, because can... they use these big flashy, the river gushing from the rock. And yeah. I'm thinking, ah, was it a river though? Yeah. But I mean, they, they found that. You can see a rock that split open and it's, you know, it's there. Which is crazy. But that's that's pretty much the end of that excavation or the end of that archaeological uh, bit of Exodus. So, so did he? So did he have? I want to say I, I don't think permission's the right way to say this. Um, but did he have the support of the countries that he was visiting to like sort of seek out these answers? Right, because you you would I, my thought process is is like I would think that these countries would have had some sort of interest in these things as well, right? Especially, let's say even after he made the discovery, what what were those countries doing to sort of either submit his discovery or disprove his discovery? Um, because you got to think like as as far as like for the Christian faith, these are pretty big deals, yeah, right. Um, especially like this is, this is proving that, you know, I don't want to say parts of the Bible are real, right. But like proving that, that there are, there is physical evidence to support the Bible's claims on X stories or X books in the Bible. Yeah. So, um, Turkey acknowledged it. They yeah. made the, um, you know, visitor center for Noah's Ark. Um, as far as Saudi Arabia, I don't think they acknowledged it at all. 
and academia didn't acknowledge it. Um, the only way you can find any information about this is to go to his museum or his website, or you know, if you look up stuff on the internet about about this. There's other people who have gone after him and seen these and have made videos about them, but they're not recognized by academia or any of the governments as being factual because they don't want to strengthen the belief in the Bible. Do you think that that's part of some greater agenda that they have against the Christian faith? Or do you think it's, uh, it's against our region in particular, since, you know, the West is um, mostly, you know, Christian? Um, or or what, what, I'm asking, I guess, what, what are your thoughts on that? Like, why do you think that would be a thing? Well, um, I mean, you know, Saudi Arabia is an Islamic country. and Sure. I don't think, I mean... So, is Islam and Christianity are like brother religions because they both came from the same person? So, um, you know the story about Esau and Jacob? Yep. Okay, so Esau became Islam and Jacob became the Jewish people. Um, but anyway, so they all, you know... Both believe in the same God, but they're, you know, drastically oppose each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I, I, you know, I think there's some grudge there still. <laughs> I mean, obviously there is because, you know, it's been going on for centuries. Right. Um, and I think that may be one of the reasons that, you know, maybe the countries don't want to recognize it. Um, and I know you said the West is, you know, predominantly Christian. I mean, at one time it was, but it's Christian faith is actually, you know, a lot of people think, you know, oh yeah, Christianity is huge. I mean, it's, it's dwindling. Um, it's not as big as it used to be. Uh, there's a lot of people leaving the faith every day. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, like I said, it's, I mean, basically to, disprove the Bible. They don't want they don't want proof to come out. I mean I, I strongly believe that. Hmm. Was this was this his last major discovery? Nope. Oh, so there's much, much is there much more or, or is this like no there's is only, there much much more or is there, or, there or is there just more? No, there's only one more. Um and this is the most controversial. Um and it's probably my favorite. And this is uh, this this whole thing is is why I wanted to do this before Easter because it it, it has a lot to tie in with Easter. Um. So, Lost Ark of the Covenant. What do you think about that, man? Raiders of the Lost Ark. Indiana Jones. I know you still haven't watched it, and Phil is very upset with you about it. <laughs> <laughs> He'll have to take it up with me when he comes into town. That's right. In a couple of weeks, um, man, I kind of don't know what to think, to be honest. Um, man, I don't know. I, I feel like there's there's so many things that, as as a Christian, you you want to believe in, and and then things that you, you can't you can't prove, and I'm a see it to believe it kind of guy, and. What what do you think? The Ark of the Covenant? Yeah. 
like did it exist? Is that what you're saying? Or yeah, yeah. So, Give me your take. Okay, so it kind of goes along with Exodus, right? So after all that, after the Ten Commandments, you know, God said, "Make a box, put the Ten Commandments in the box." And there's other things that went in the box also. I'm not going to go into all that, but um, so they built this box and they carried it with them. And it said, you know, whenever they carried, they would be um, unbeatable in battle um, when they carried the ark with them. So the ark went to uh, Jerusalem and was in the uh, temple. Uh, I think it's Temple of Solomon, right? And that's what it's called. Um, and then it, Israel or um, Jerusalem was invaded and um, the ark disappeared, right? And no one knows where it went. I have it. It's in my closet. You have it. <laughs> I'm unbeatable. There's you a lot of there's a lot of theories about what happened to the Ark. Um, there's one big theory that the Queen of Sheba uh, came and um, her son came and got it and brought it back to Africa. Because um, the I think it was Queen Sheba and Solomon had relations, and her son was, I guess, Solomon's. I don't know. I'm not getting into all that because I don't really know that story off the top of my yeah. head. Off the yeah. top of my head, I don't know. Um, anyways, so that's one of the theories. Um, my favorite theory is that there's tunnels underneath Jerusalem, and they took the ark and they hid it in the tunnels. Right. So, Ron Wyatt, he's in Israel, right? Yeah. Touring Jerusalem. He's uh, at Golgotha, which is the place of the skull where um, Jesus was crucified. He's standing there, and um, this is in his own words. He said, he said, people, I think people who do this are crazy. And even after this happened to me, I still think people that do this are crazy. But he said, I was standing there, and my body didn't, I didn't move my body, but my body moved. And I pointed, and I said, that's where the Ark of the Covenant is. He said, God, you know, showed him. So, this place is called um, Jeremiah's Grotto. And uh, he asked for permission to dig. And um, the Israeli government, which isn't big on giving people permission to, to dig there, um, gave him permission. And so uh, he started excavating, digging, digging tunnels, and uh, he found a bunch of chambers. Um, and so they're going through there, and he said that... Um, there was a guy he knew that owned a restaurant, and um, he was a he called him he was a little man, like very petite and like five feet tall, um, and he was helping him excavate excavate by crawling through some of the tunnels that he couldn't make it into. So um, the guy crawled into this one tunnel and started screaming, and crawled out and said, "What's in there? What's in there?" And pretty much ran out of the cave. So uh, Ron was like, 
you know, like what what is going on? So he took his flashlight and, and looked in there, and then he he crawled in there best he could, and he started shining his light around, and he saw glimpses of gold. And so he crawled all the way in there, and he started moving these rocks around, and he sees so all these artifacts from the temple, um, Solomon's temple, which was destroyed. Um, all the stuff that they hid, like there's the menorah, there's the table of showbread. Um, I think that's the only two he he referenced. And then he saw this giant box, and he said that he crawled up, and um, it was only like inches from the ceiling, the top of the box, but it was broken open. And he said he shone his light up there, and he saw saw this. He said a brown like substance covering the top. And then he passed out. And he woke up like 40 minutes later. And he came out and he told everyone what he saw. And so um, he went back, I think he went back once or twice. Um, there's supposed to be a film that he took in the cave, but no one has ever seen it except for one guy who came out and said that he saw it. But uh, apparently... They're holding on to it. They don't want people to see it for some reason. I don't know why. Um, but, okay, so this is this is the big thing, right? This is why I wanted to do this at Easter, okay? Okay. Are you ready? Do you have any questions before we go on? No, no. no. Uh, so, wait, 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 wait. Actually, yes. So, are, are, look, are we running under the assumption that he found the Ark of the Covenant? Yes. Okay, okay. That's the only question I had. Let's continue. Okay. So, um, this box that was broken open on the top, right, um, had this brown substance on it. This box was directly under the crucifixion site of Jesus, right? Did not know that. Yeah, that's where... This stuff was found. I mean, they did the map, and it's directly, I mean, like, directly under, right? So the significance of this is that whenever, whenever they were in the wilderness, they would use the Ark of the Covenant to do um, blood sacrifice. So if those who don't know, the um, they used to do blood sacrifice to, um, you know, repent of their sins, and they would put the blood on the Ark of the Covenant, right? So, the significance of it being there in the brown liquid that's on there, it was not liquid anymore, it's brown, you know, remnant, um, is that whenever Jesus was crucified, right, he nailed to the cross, and um, I'm sorry, I'm getting a little emotional right now. Um, You're fine, man. Take your time. He's nailed to this cross, right? And uh, the Roman guard pierces his side with a spear. And all this blood rushes out. It goes down the cross. And whenever Jesus dies, there was an earthquake in, in Jerusalem. And it cracked the wall behind where the cross is. It's... it's um, I think it's still there. I think you can still see the crack. But also, 
it cracked the foundation stone where the cross was in. And it cracked the box that the Ark of the Covenant was in. So the blood of Jesus ran down and landed on the Ark of the Covenant to make the sacrifice, the ultimate sacrifice for our sins to God. Dude, that is, it's, this is one of those things, like, you can't even, I feel like you can't even make this kind of stuff up. Yeah. So here's the cover-up. So um, when Ron told the Israeli government, they um, quickly walled it up, walled up the area that, that, he dug in. Um, there's a uh, another entrance. It's in uh, Zechariah, um, Zechariah's cave, which is on the other side. But there's there's uh, another entrance there into those those caverns. Um, but the significance of them covering this up is so for in time prophecy for. Um, you know, the the return of the Messiah. Revelations. Um, revelations. So uh, yep. some things have to happen, right? So Israel has to become a nation again, which has happened. Um, the Ark of the Covenant has to be found. Um, they have to find, they have to have um, a red heifer to sacrifice uh, without blemish. They have to have, I think Solomon's temple has to be rebuilt. Um which actually they're trying to do right now in Israel. They're they they're they have plans and they're they're just trying to you know find the logistics of how you could build this temple whenever the Dome of the Rock is on the Temple Mount and you know that's the holiest site for Islam. Yeah. Um, but um, the documentary I watched, there's a lot of people that are like, yeah. I was here when Ron found it, and this is the place, and um, the Israeli government knows that this is the place. And if you look back in, I think, Josephus' notes, he talks about that the Ark was hidden in caves underneath Jerusalem. Um, there's a lot of people that talk about the caves that that's, everyone knows that it wasn't lost. It was hidden in caves. Like right. Historians know, yeah, like Jewish historians, like, yeah, we know it's down there. It's as it was hidden in caves, it was never lost. So, um, I mean, there's just a lot of implications. I mean, in uh, like, because I heard this story a long time ago, right? Um, maybe early 2000s. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was, I was, uh, not in a good place at that time. Uh, you know, I believed in God, but I was really, I wasn't going to church or anything. Um, and I mean, this, it just blew me away. Um, it just kind of strengthened my faith and, you know, sh showed me that, you know, yes, the Bible is real. I mean, look at all this evidence. Um, but the fact that, you know, if, because there's a lot of people that don't believe Ron found the Ark of the Covenant, right? Mm -hmm. But, I mean, there's a, a lot of evidence pointing that he did. So, I mean, it's no one's seen it except for him. So, um, and he went to his deathbed 
swearing that he found it, you know, and where it was. And, um, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I think if you're a Christian and you have a strong, strong faith, you're not going to go and, and lie about something like that on, especially on your deathbed, you know? Right. Right. I mean, it's just, if, if it's true and you know, that, that is, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, it's God's plan to have the ark right where it needed to be for, you know, Jesus' blood to land on it, you know? I think the only complication I can see um, with this whole series of events is it's one man discovering all these things. Um, and that would kind of put into question for me is like, eh, is all this really true? Is part of this really true? Because then it really comes down to what if he, what if he was wrong about one thing or not lied, but, you know, strayed away from the truth just a little bit on another thing, right? Then it calls into question the, the validity of everything. Yeah. You know? Um. But like I said, there's other people, all the other archaeological sites, there's other people that have, have verified it, you know? Yeah. How old was he when he died? Gosh, 60s or 70s? Oh, man, that's not that old. He had cancer. Mm. Yeah, dude, the older I get, the, the, the more I'm like, man, 60 years old? That's so young, man. What yeah. the heck? You know, so. Interesting. Yeah, dude, it's... It's a great story, nonetheless, if you believe it or not. Um, I mean, it's it'd make an awesome movie, for real. I'd watch it. Yeah. I'd watch it tomorrow. But guys, um, check out Ron Wyatt, and uh, I think it's called Wyatt uh, Museum or Wyatt, Ar- um, Wyatt, Wyatt Archaeology Research. Um, they actually, outside of Nashville, Tennessee, they have a, uh, a museum you can go and, and check out, but there's a, there's a lot more information than I gave you on, on there. I mean, a lot. I just barely scratched the surface of the information that's in here because uh, I, I'm bad at, I have a bad memory. I'm very ADD. So yeah. Well, guys, remember too, like we're, we're not here to give you. Um, we're here to give you our opinions and our thought process and sort of get you thinking. Um, but as always, we encourage you to take any of the material that we go over on this podcast, go research it yourself. Um, if you find any, um, any, any faults in our stories, or if you find, or if you find more information, we'd love to hear from you guys. Um, like Jason mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, you know, hit us up on our Instagram, uh, message us on Instagram. We have a, a Gmail account, AFK discussions at gmail.com. Um, we'd really, really love to hear from you guys, but as always, we really encourage you guys to go look this stuff up, um, and sort of form your own thought, thought process and hypothesis um and, and your own beliefs around the stuff that we talk about on the podcast yeah definitely i mean guys i just like i said before um you know this i'm i'm, I'm strong in my faith and um i'm a christian and uh 
But just because I'm a Christian, it's not saying that I'm looking down on you because you believe something else. Um, here we're here at AFK discussions. We're here um, to talk about everything. So you know, if you believe that Bigfoot is an angel that talks to you in your dreams, you know, cool. That's awesome. Let's talk about it. You know, so. Well, Jason, um, listeners, I think that's uh, that's it for tonight. Yeah, right? I guess I guess that wraps it up, man. I guess that wraps it up. Well, guys, thanks so much for tuning in to FK Discussions. Um, again, go check out Reaper Apparel, reaperapparel.com. Uh, use code AFK Discussions. Get that juicy 15% up by 5%, 15% uh, discount um, and support those guys. They've been supporting us. Don't forgive us. Don't forget to give us a like and a follow. If you like the content, leave an awesome review for us. If you don't like the content, uh, don't leave a bad review. I'm just kidding. Uh, we, we love all reviews that we get, guys, and anything that we can do to make this podcast better, um, we'll take it into consideration. Jason? Yo. Sir? Have a good night, man. All right, man. You too. See you. Peace. Shadows were the dead